welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey guys, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti. I am so happy to be with you here today. We've got a really interesting week to to look forward to or that we're already in, but more to come. And I'm really excited because there's a big shift in energy that we're going to be experiencing throughout this week and it's already started. And so I'm curious to see if you're already feeling it. I'm recording this on Tuesday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. And as you know, I love hearing from you guys. So you can always feel free to come over to Instagram and drop me a DM and let me know how you're feeling. But I am certainly feeling the shift in energy. And yesterday in particular, I felt really energized in a way that I haven't in weeks. And then today, I didn't feel that same energy, but I still felt a lightness. And there's just been more lightness, at least for me. Unfortunately, as the week goes on, I don't think we're going to have so much lightness, but we'll get into it. So we've got the nodes shifting. So let me back up a second. Let me tell you what happened last week and how that's impacting this week, and then we'll get into the nodes. So on Sunday, we had Venus squaring Neptune and Neptune squaring the moon and the moon squaring Venus. Does that make sense? The moon was squaring Venus and Neptune, and Neptune and Venus are in a square. Basically, we had a T-square in the sky. So when you have a T-square, it usually can create some friction, some challenges, some uncomfortable situations. And something that's really interesting is that this weekend we had that T-square And you might have noticed, and I'm looking at my window right now as I said that, and I'm just looking up and the the moon is like so full right over the building on First Avenue. So I had to share that with you guys. I wish I could show it to you. So we have the full moon rising in Scorpio, and now I feel like I'm fully ADHD right now because I'm all over the place, which it makes sense because we have a lot of Gemini energy and I'm going to get into that. Okay. So... With this Venus square Neptune that's lingering in the air right now, there is some friction around our relationships and our feelings of self-worth. And so you might be examining that stuff right now. And that is going to have a bearing on this full moon and some of the astrology that's coming up. So I just wanted to bring that up. But what I think is really interesting about the T-square, so the T-square that happened this weekend was moon in Virgo, Venus in Gemini, Neptune in Pisces. And whenever you have a T-square, you have a release point. So the release point was opposite Venus and Gemini, and the release point was Sagittarius. So if this is too, um, you know, as I say, like astrology legalese, then don't worry about it. The point that I'm getting to is that you might have noticed on the news, especially if you are tuned into New York news, all these people were in the parks, not wearing masks, not wearing gloves, going out and doing their thing. And people are at this place where they're like, I know I really don't want to get coronavirus, but I want to do what I want to do. And I'm not going to wear a mask and I'm going to go out and I'm going to risk it. And well, the weather's really nice. So now I'm going to go out and I'm going to enjoy it. So we had this T-square 
And the T square's release point was Sagittarius. And what is Sagittarius rule? Sagittarius is the ultimate freedom seeker. So we saw all these people rebelling against the confinement that we've been under, the quarantine, the feelings of being told what to do by the authorities. And they were like, I'm just going to go out, not going to wear my mask. I'm going to have a picnic with my friends and I'm going to do what I want to do. And so I think it's really, really funny that that happened with that T-square. And astrology never lies. And if you want to know what's happening in the stars, you can watch the news. That's what my astrology teacher says. And I think it's so true. Because whatever is happening in the stars is happening in the news. And so you saw on the news all these people that were being very rebellious and irresponsible. And that was a response to that friction, uh, that feeling of being contained, that T-square, that that building up of agitation, you know, that was something I felt this weekend too, that building up of agitation. In fact, I was on a Zoom call and one of my friends got really angry with one of my other friends because she just kind of misunderstood and the joke and just a lot of people really second guessing their relationships and what people are saying. And Venus is in Gemini and Gemini is a sign of communication and Venus's rules are relationships, not just romantic, but also our friendships. Venus rules our relationships with other women. Venus rules our relationship with our money and our worth and our feeling of value. So that is all getting communicated right now. And when something is miscommunicated, it is deeply felt and there is some agitation because that's where this T-square this weekend. Anyway, so I wanted to um, also mention that yesterday we had the sun and Mercury together in the sign of Taurus. When the sun and the Mercury get together, it means our minds are really sharp. It also makes us feel really confident. So that's another reason that yesterday felt so good for some of us because like, it just felt like I'm on top of the world, at least for 24 hours, right? At least that's how I felt yesterday. So I hope that you got a little bit of that vibrancy in your life with the sun and Mercury coming together in Taurus. Hopefully you were able to manifest something in the material plane. So Taurus is the ultimate sign of manifestation. It's the earthiest of the earth signs. And so when the sun is here and Mercury joins it, it's an amazing opportunity to make something happen on the material plane. So hopefully you were able to do that in some way, shape or form yesterday. So that's what we're going into this week with. Okay. Now we can talk a little bit about what we've got coming up. So I wanted to mention all of that. So you have like an idea of what's coloring the week, right? So we we came in with a little bit of agitation, especially around our relationships and feeling of worth. Then we had this great day of feeling so confident, like we could be on top of the world. And now it's Tuesday and the big thing is happening. And the big thing is that the nodes are shifting signs. And so if you're not sure what the nodes are, that's cool. The nodes are not talked about nearly enough. I am kind of obsessed with nodes. So I talk about them a lot more than other astrologers might. So the nodes belong to the moon. And there are these points on an axis. And they represent our dharma and our karma right? So our south node is the karma that we brought into this life. It's the stuff that we've already mastered, the stuff that comes easy to us, the stuff that's really comfortable. The north node is our dharma. It's where we're meant to grow. It's what we're meant to be working on in this life. So knowing where your nodes are in your personal chart is super important. 
But it's also important to know where the nodes are in the sky. And so the nodes only move signs every 18 months. So we've been on this journey of the south node being in Capricorn and the north node being in Cancer since 18 months ago, which was November 2018. And now we've been doing that. We've been doing that job. We've been working through those karmas. We've been working through that growth cycle. And now we're entering a new growth cycle today. So just today, the north node entered Gemini and the south node entered Sagittarius. So this is a really interesting nodal axis, not only because this is exactly my nodal axis, so I'm having a nodal return, but it's really interesting because it's interesting for several reasons. One is that we're really, really working with this idea of seeing the flaws in the patriarchy the last 18 months because we had the South Node in Capricorn and the North Node in Cancer, moving toward the divine feminine, moving toward a more collaborative society, moving toward cooperation over feeling like someone has to beat out someone else. Capricorn is much more interested in climbing the mountain and perhaps being the the only person that wins. Cancer is really interested in taking care of the pack. It's the mama bear. It wants to make sure everybody is cared for. So we've been moving toward that concept, moving toward that way of being, that Cancerian way of being. But now we have the node moving into Gemini. And the node always moves into Gemini after Cancer, right? Because it's a it's a wheel and we're always going, actually, the nodes move in reverse. So all the planets move in one direction and the nodes move in the opposite direction. So that's an interesting point about the nodes as well. So as the nodes are moving into Gemini, we're having this experience of Gemini values being at the forefront of what we're thinking about. And so one of the things that's coming up right now is that we have all stopped traveling. We are all very interested in supporting our local businesses. We are all very interested in wearing a mask, looking out for our neighbor, right? So you um, go to the grocery store, you wear a mask, really less about protecting yourself. It's more about protecting other people in case you're carrying the virus. Gemini rules our neighborhood. Gemini rules our community. Gemini rules our siblings. It rules the things that are local, right? It also rules the details. And Sagittarius rules foreign lands. It rules foreign languages. It rules travel and thinking, big thinking, you know? We're talking about the big philosophical thinking. We're talking about higher learning. That's all very Sagittarian. Gemini is more interested in like getting into the details and figuring it out and finding the new way of doing it that comes from you. It's more about your self-expression. So we're moving away from the big ideas, the big thinking that we thought was right, right? Because academia, higher learning is part of Sagittarius. That's where we're coming from. That's the karma. That's what we're healing. We're healing our relationships with the institutions that we thought were teaching us the right way. We're healing our relationships with the old ways of doing things. Very similar to Capricorn. We've been healing our, um, that's a good question, Jen. So 
Jen asked on, on Instagram, when was the last time the nodes were in Sagittarius Gemini? The last time they were on this axis, they move every 18 months. The last time they were on this axis was actually right after September 11th. So right after September 11th, the north node moved into Sagittarius and the south node moved in Gemini. Is that right? No. Maybe that's right. Is that correct? I believe that's correct. I'm having a little bit of a Gemini moment and feeling a little bit all over the place today. So I apologize. But what I think is really interesting about that is that we are now in this place where we are once again having a lot of the same conversations we had after September 11th, right? So there were a lot of differing ideas about what was the right way to handle this. We were scared of the world out there, right? And some same thing is happening right now, but it's happening locally. The virus is here. You're scared of your neighbor. Then it was like, oh, there's a threat over there. And now it's coming here. And so there's a lot of the same thing happened around September 11th that is happening now. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. There's a lot of differing ideas on what's the right way to tackle this problem. There's a lot of very frantic, reactive stuff going on whether that's hoarding or, you know, doing all sorts of things, whether that's hoarding or moving your money or, or being really maniacal about how you're cleaning your house. And there's just all sorts of reactive ways that we're dealing with this particular threat. And you can remember if you were alive when September 11th happened, there were all sorts of reactive ways that we dealt with that. One of those things was taking our shoes off at the airport and we're still doing that, right? So there are a lot of little things that maybe aren't the most effective, but we do them because they give us a sense of control. And we're having that again in this time. Hey, did you know that I have an astro obsessed girls club that is waiting to welcome you? Yep. It's called the luminary league and we meet every full moon for a live workshop online. We talk astrology, do a little meditation, a writing exercise, and then wait, this is the best part. I do mini readings for a few women right there in the virtual room. Ever wonder how the full moon is impacting your chart personally? Well, now you don't have to. I also send out a new moon ritual every month to all the members. So it's kind of like having your own personal astrologer in your back pocket. Come on over to veronicaparetti.com astrology to learn more and to sign up. So Anyway, I just wanted to plant the seeds of that being part of the conversation for the next 18 months. I want to talk about other things that are going on in the sky this week, but I do think that this is an incredible opportunity for us as the North Node moves into Gemini, for us to examine the way we view things. It's an incredible opportunity for us to um, learn about how we can build tolerance for understanding other people's viewpoints that might be different than ours. Because I'm seeing that happen a lot. I'm seeing a lot of people on the internet with really, really strong opinions and then making that very divisive and splitting out into their camps and saying, I'm in this camp, I'm not talking to that camp. And we're seeing it politically, like we did after September 11th. And we're seeing it, you know, not only politically, we're seeing it in terms of our public health. And we're really seeing it in so many ways. And 
I think right now we're in this place with Gemini moving into the North Node, or rather the North Node moving into Gemini. There's going to be a lot of different ideas. There's going to be some differing research. There's going to be stuff that comes back and this is true, but this is also true. And they contradict each other because that's the nature of Gemini. The nature of Gemini is that it is about duality. Gemini, it's the twins. It's the mirror image. One of the things that I think is really interesting about Donald Trump, and you know, I love to talk about astrology and its intersection with politics. One of the things that's really interesting about Donald Trump is that he is a Gemini. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things about Gemini, about Donald Trump. He's a full moon baby because he's a Gemini with a with a Sagittarius moon. And, you know, the thing about him being a Gemini is that he's the mirror of us. So as much as I hate him just as much as the next person, and I don't hate a lot of people, but I don't use the term hate loosely is what I'm trying to say. And uh, I have a lot of vitriol that comes up when he comes on the TV. But the point I'm saying is that He's a Gemini and he's, yes, politically, there's a lot of reasons he is the president right now. We can get into that. But on a spiritual karmic level, and I really do want to talk about karma this week because there's so much going on that is karmic right now. He's here to reflect back to us the parts of ourselves that reflect him. And one of my favorite spiritual teachers when he first got elected, he said, the way to really manage this is to look at the Donald Trump within each and every one of us. Because we all have a part of us that is a little bit like that, right? We all have a part of us that resembles the parts in him that we hate so much. We all have an ego. We all have moments of being narcissistic. We all have moments of contradicting ourselves because we're humans and we grow and what we believed 10 years ago is not what we believe now. And that is the essence of Gemini. And that is the beauty of Gemini, that we actually get that mirror reflection back. And that is how we learn about ourselves. And Gemini, unlike Sagittarius, is not about buying into whatever the higher learning idea is, whatever the right way is. Gemini is about doing the research and discovering it for yourself. And so that's what we're going to be invited to do over the next 18 months. So that's something to consider as we move forward. But I do want to move forward because we've got a lot of other stuff going on this week. We've got a full moon. So it's a full moon week. We've got Tuesday we talked about. We've got the nodes. That's the main thing. So, you know, the nodes today, so we've got the nodes moving and the full moon is rising and I'm looking at the full moon rising as I'm talking to you, which is just blowing my mind right now. And it's creating more like, ah, in my mind. So Wednesday, the moon is going to move into Scorpio and then the moon in Scorpio is going to square Saturn and your, and it's going to pose Uranus. And I do think that when the moon squares Saturn on Wednesday, it's going to feel pretty heavy. I do think this full moon is heavy, but I think it's transformational heavy. I think it's opportunity for enlightenment heavy. It's not heavy. Like I feel helpless. It's heavy. Like this shit's real, but I'm resilient. You know, that's the kind of heavy that Scorpio is. So that's going to be a little bit heavy energy on Wednesday when the moon squares Saturn. Saturn is slowing down this week. So it's moving toward its retrograde and it's going to retrograde next week. So just be mindful of that. Um, Saturn is slowing down. And when planets slow down to begin to retrograde, it's when we feel the most. 
Now, Venus is also in its shadow, and she's slowing down to retrograde next week as well. Next week's going to be a big week. We'll talk more about that stuff next week when we get to it. But I'm just mentioning that because I think we're feeling the energy of Venus and Saturn a lot right now because those planets are retrograding or get preparing to retrograde and therefore slowing down. Okay, so we've got the full moon on Thursday. Now the full moon is going to be in Scorpio because the sun is in Taurus. So the full moon always happens when the moon is directly opposite the sun. So the full moon in Scorpio always offers an opportunity for us to sort out the underlying emotions, the stuff that we don't necessarily look at. And if you were around a few months ago when I was talking a lot about Pisces during Pisces season, the thing that makes Scorpio and Pisces very different as water signs, while they both deal with the stuff that's unseen, Pisces deals with the unseen stuff that we don't even know about. Scorpio deals with the unseen stuff that's in the back of the closet that we don't want to look at. So there's something about the full moon in Scorpio that always brings up the stuff we don't want to deal with, but we have to deal with to move forward. And so that's what's going to happen this week. And you're going to have a lot of repressed emotions coming up and you're going to have a lot of perhaps memories coming up. I did have a yoga student tell me that he's having a lot of memories come up in his yoga and meditation practice. That does not surprise me right now with all of that's going on in the stars. And we're going to have those karmas come up because the karmas, the memories, the old stuff, it's still there, right? And we're in a moment where we're being asked to slow down, just like the planets are slowing down to retrograde. We've been slowing down and we have been stuck in our homes and it is giving us this amazing yet very frustrating opportunity to go inward and look at our own stuff. And that's really challenging for a lot of people, especially those of us who maybe weren't doing that kind of self-discovery work before quarantine. So the full moon in Scorpio is going to bring that to an apex. It's going to illuminate all that stuff that's been building underneath the surface. So that's on Thursday, early in the morning at 6.45 a.m. Eastern. The interesting thing about the full moon in Scorpio chart is that the moon is going to be in the sixth house. The sun is going to be in the 12th. 12th house is the house of Pisces. It's the stuff that's hidden away. Sixth house is physical body health and routine. My prediction, although I always say I'm not in the game of prediction, my prediction is that we're going to be experiencing a lot of repressed emotion coming up in the physical body. So if you're having a lot of aches and pains right now, like I've been having so much tension in my upper back, which is not normal for me. And yes, it's because I'm sitting a lot more and I'm in this chair a lot more, but it's also because that the upper back is also the back gate of the heart chakra. It's our relationship with ourself. So if you're having experience of tightness or discomfort in the upper back, and that's not something that you have all the time, or maybe even if you have it all the time, maybe even more so, that is an indication that you're being called to work on that relationship with yourself. So that's something to take note of. And of course, we have other places in the body that have different energetic components and how they relate to our emotions and the chakra system. And that is a conversation for another day and a whole lot of um, other stuff that I can't get into on this podcast today, but maybe we will one day. Okay, 
So on Friday, the moon is going to move on to Sagittarius, and then things are going to lighten up a bit. The moon is going to say hi to the south node in Sag, which, again, is going to be spending the next 18 months working through our karma with teachers, with gurus, with higher education, with feeling smart, with feeling like you um, have the knowledge or needing the knowledge, all those kinds of things. I had a conversation today with a, a student who said that she was dealing with imposter syndrome, right? Feeling like you need to go through the process of the training or the certification to be able to do the thing. But North Node and Gemini says it's about your experience, about your case studies. And that's what's going to be valued. And that's what we're coming into over the next 18 months. But we've got the moon saying hi to the South Node in Sagittarius. And that's on Friday. And then on Saturday, we're going to have Mercury trining Pluto. This is a great day to be super focused. So if there's something you need to focus on, Saturday is going to be a great day to do it, especially if it's on the material plane, because both of those planets are in Earth signs right now. So Mercury, Trine, Pluto, Mercury is in Taurus, Pluto is in Capricorn. Great opportunity to focus on something. If you have not yet done your taxes, that might be a great time to do it. If you are working on a particular project, that's a great day to do it. If you've got something really like you're dying to reorganize the closet, that's a great day to do it too. Although honestly, I don't know if I'd waste that focus on something mundane. I'd put that focus on something that's really worth your time and energy. Unless the closet's really bothering you and then it's not mundane. And it can be very satisfying. And if you're a person with an earth moon in your natal chart like me, then organizing the closet is incredibly emotionally satisfying. On Sunday, the moon is going to move into Capricorn and that's Mother's Day. Mercury is going to trine Jupiter in Capricorn. So Mercury is going to be in Taurus. Jupiter is going to be in Capricorn. We might be getting some good news. Trines are always nice. So we're having that beautiful trine between Mercury and Pluto on Saturday. And then we're having a beautiful trine between Mercury and Jupiter on Sunday. So Mother's Day might bring some new good news. It's a great time to learn. Again, great focus on Saturday. Maybe you want to learn a new language that's very Sagittarian. Maybe you'll pick up a language and it's a language that you knew in a past life. That's very Sagittarius in the South Node. I've been saying all of quarantine that I'm going to start studying my Italian again. I studied Italian in college. And um, just the past couple of days, I picked it up again, even though I've been saying it for months. Um, I started it a little bit like right at the new year. And then I picked it up again the past couple of days. And now the South Node is moving into Sagittarius. So those foreign languages that feel like they speak to you, they might be from a past life. And this is a great time to delve back into them. On Sunday, the sun is going to sextile Neptune. And that's a great indication to follow your intuition. On Monday, Saturn is going to retrograde. We'll talk more about that next week. It's retrograding in the sign of Aquarius, but it will make its way back into Capricorn, okay? So we'll talk more about Saturn retrograde next week. I might actually do a specific video about that. And Mercury is going to move into Gemini on Monday. So all the Gemini stuff I talked about this week, we talked a little bit, almost too much about it. It's going to be even more important 
on Monday when Mercury moves into Gemini because Mercury is the ruler of Gemini. So right now, all the Gemini stuff that's going on, we've got Venus in Gemini. We've got the North Node now in Gemini. They're all answering to Mercury and Taurus. So this is a great week to work through some of those emotions and the karmas and the stuff that's coming up and to speak it. And it's going to come from a really grounded place because it's answering to Mercury and Taurus. But come Monday when Mercury goes into Gemini, we're going to really be in that space of spaciness, in the space of spaciness. We're going to be in the space of having two ideas and not knowing which one to follow. We're going to be in the space of curiosity and wanting to delve into the project and get all the nitty gritty and come up with our own experience and be able to express that our individual experience. That's all stuff that's going to start being even more important as we move into Monday. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Pacific, Wednesday, Eastern time next week, Venus is going to retrograde. And then relationships and our value is all going to be on the table. And we're going to talk about that more next week as well. But for this week, I just want to remind you that these are some of the themes we're working with. You're being challenged to see things in a new way. You're being challenged to tolerate perspectives that aren't necessarily your own. You are releasing old karmas. You're releasing repressed old emotions. They might be coming up in the body. The other thing I want you to keep in mind is that Venus square Neptune is happening all week. We've got a few different Neptune aspects here. So there's a little bit of feeling like you're in the fog and that's okay But be mindful that you're not having unrealistic expectations of someone that you're in a relationship with or unrealistic expectations of even your friends, because that's something that can come up with Venus square Neptune. And that can turn into that victim mentality of I'm not being treated right, right? Because Venus square Neptune is always to have us question our value, question how we're being valued in the situation, whether our perspective of the relationship is what it is, right? Is it reality? So that's something that's also casting a shadow over the whole week and the full moon because it is pretty present in the full moon chart. So I want you to keep that in mind. Remember, Gemini, we've got that North Node moving to Gemini. Mercury is going to Gemini next week. Venus is in Gemini getting ready to retrograde. Gemini is about us expressing ourselves. So we are about to have an 18-month masterclass in expressing ourselves. So use your words. Allow Mercury and Taurus to help you come from a place of groundedness. And whatever repressed emotions are coming up, allow them to come up. If you need to speak those, if you need to write those, those are all very Gemini activities and great ways to process. And last but not least, make sure that you really give yourself time to work with your relationship with yourself. Because at the end of the day, that is the most important thing in this life. And the thing that quarantine is giving us a phenomenal opportunity to do is get quiet enough so that we can actually get real with ourselves. So hopefully you'll take the opportunity to do that this week with the full moon. I would be remiss not to tell you that the full moon means that we have our workshop in the Luminary League. So every 
full moon, we have a live workshop on Zoom. It was always on Zoom, not just since quarantine and now everyone's on Zoom. It was always on Zoom. And people come from all different parts of the country. I don't think we have any international people yet, but I'm looking forward to having some international people in there. So the Luminary League, we meet every full moon and we do a full moon ritual. We talk about astrology. I lead everyone through a meditation and a journaling exercise for the full moon. And then I do little mini chart readings for everyone that's there live on the call. So if you're interested in that, it's a really great value. It's $25 a month to join the Luminary League. And not only do you get the full moon workshop, you also get a new moon ritual that I send out. It's an audio recording. And that's a meditation and a journaling and some talk about astrology. And then the really cool thing is that if you join now, you're going to be in for the new moon in Gemini. So the new moon in Gemini is May 22nd. And we're going to be doing something so awesome. I'm going to be leading a month-long or moon cycle-long moon meditation challenge. So every two to three days when the moon changes signs, I will be going in to the Luminary League and leading a meditation for that moon sign for that like two, three days. So if you're interested in starting to really work with the moon cycle and learn how the moon cycle makes you feel, then this is a great time to join the Luminary League and you'll be in for the new moon in Gemini when we start that meditation challenge. It'll be a meditation and journaling and audios with me, possibly live, but probably recorded, but maybe both, we'll say. So more to come on that. But I hope you have a wonderful week. Lots of big stuff happening. Make sure you give yourself plenty of space and time to be with yourself. Full moons can bring up a lot of emotion. Full moons can be really intense for some of us. So be aware of that and give yourself space on Thursday. And if you feel so inclined, head on over to my website and join the Luminary League, veronicapretty.com slash astrology. You will find it. And um, it's $25 a month. It's a great value. And you're going to be in for the meditation challenge starting the 22nd. So might as well get the full moon workshop and the meditation challenge coming later this month. That's all I got for you. I hope you guys are well. And as always, I love hearing from you. Feel free to hop over to Instagram and say hi and send me a DM and all that good stuff. All right. See you next week. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.